my name is Francine Crawford. Welcome to my podcast, Autumn is Here. Do you know how much information a pharmacist has? Have you ever spoken to one? They are wealth of, of medical information and you have easy access to them. Well, tonight we're going to speak to a pharmacist and he's going to give you gems that are going to benefit everyone, not just a senior, not just caregivers, but information that benefits everyone. So I'm excited tonight for our show. So let's welcome our guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Autumn is Here, my podcast. I'm Francine Crawford. I'm here today with my guest, Al Salman, who is the owner and supervising pharmacist of the Hudson Square Pharmacy. Welcome today. How are you? Hi, Francine. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you being here on our show. Uh, I'm grateful that um, you were you said yes because people are asking me about different kind of uh, concerns about seniors um, taking medication and things like that. So I was wondering, you know, if we could talk a little bit about that. But first, uh, how how long have you been a pharmacist? I've been a pharmacist since 1981. Graduated pharmacy school. And obviously worked in pharmacies even before that because I had pharmacists in my family. Oh. And one of my first jobs, even in high school, was just working at a local neighborhood pharmacy. So I've been in the pharmacy business and all aspects of it for quite a long time. Oh, great, great, great. So where you are, you are at now, how long have you been at the Hudson Square Pharmacy in that I've location? I've been the supervising pharmacist for three years i've been uh i've been with the store actually i started the store and the store is 12 years old so really yes wow wow so you get to know the the neighbors and the neighborhood and things like that absolutely well that's what makes independent pharmacists different that we're there all the time we get to know our customers on a first name basis as we've met for quite a while Exactly, exactly, exactly. That's great because sometimes, you know, um, it's better to know them. You get used to what they're coming in for and things like that. So can you tell us what the actual role? I know we see pharmacists all the time, but what is, what is your actual role as a pharmacist? Well, we'll accept the prescriptions from the physicians, of course, and input in the computer. We'll double check for interactions, make sure the dosage is just correct fill the prescription, and then come to the counter and ask if there are any questions or concerns about the medication. If it's a new medication for a customer and they're very concerned about possible side effects, drug interactions, and oftentimes patients are a little intimidated by the doctors and don't want to really ask those questions. Or in these days now with telemedicine, you know, they don't get that personal feel because everything is done over a computer and I can just stand there two feet away and and look for someone eye to eye and get some in-depth questions and in-depth answers and try to put someone at ease even before they take the medication. So if, if I can do my job, I'm making them feel better before they've even taken the medication. Okay, so you said you you double check. Is there? Do you ever have to call back a doctor, or do you check when you double check? 
is this if you see something that may not align with um oh, what they're getting that can happen that yes, can happen that can happen uh, you know it doesn't happen often but with dosages and making sure the dosage is correct and as anyone doctors make mistakes too and they may just put a, an input error and instead mm-hmm. of putting a one, they put a four or a three instead of, the, you know, the number of teaspoons or the number of times a day. And if it doesn't align correctly with what is a standard dosage, I can ask the patient, hey, does this make sense to you? And that happens, you know, a couple of times a month. And, really? and, and sometimes they'll tell me, yes, we discussed this. I discussed this with my doctor and it's a higher dosage because of so and so and so. And then I feel much better. And if it's if that's not the case, then I'll call the doctor, of course, and get the correct dosage. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Um, so my show is about seniors and people who care for seniors, caretakers or nurses, aides or, or their family members. And it's about getting information to them, things for them to look out for, um, for their seniors or even seniors themselves to be aware of. So I know you, you mentioned something though about telemedicine. And now that you know, everything is digital, and I know it's a lot different. Do you see that seniors are having problems with that or are they uh, adapting to this digital world? I, I would think, see, I, I don't know personally because I don't often know if the patients are being seen via telemedicine, but mm-hmm. I would believe that the older the patient is, they're more likely to go see their doctor because they have a history with their physician. Whereas the younger generation doesn't feel well, they wake up, they'll do a couple of clicks and they'll log on to blah, 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 md.com. Okay. So, and, and it's even more important when you're getting older as a senior to, to have someone who knows your patient history and to actually feel you check you and, and, to check all the bases rather than just doing it over a computer. Right. And then right. oftentimes, you know, parents will take parents will take their parents to the doctor just mm-hmm. to make sure everything's okay. So it, uh, my feeling is that for seniors, they will almost often go see their physician unless it's some type of acute emergency that there's maybe an eye infection that can be easily diagnosed over the phone or via computer, but for Mm -hmm. high blood pressure and, you know, cholesterol, all those other possible problems that can arise, you really need to see someone personally, especially if they know your patient history and you have a 10, 20, 30 year relationship with your physician. Okay. So do you, is there anything that is, um, common that comes up with um, seniors um, as far as the medication or something that um, you see all the time? Oh, sure, sure. You know, the older we get, even even my age now, we get a little forgetful these days and (laughs) and we don't remember. Did we take our pill? Did we, you know, how come I have a couple of extra of these pills and a couple few short on the other pill? So it it happens all the time. Just patient compliance is, I think, the and the biggest problem. The medication can't help you if you're not taking it correctly or not taking it at all. And 
it's very important for parents or, or children, older children mm -hmm. to come up with a system to be able to help a senior or even for them to keep track of all the medication that their parents have taken over the course of a week, two weeks, or once a month. Okay, so so that's great. If they um, they should have some kind of system put in place that they can keep up with the medications. Oh, sure, sure. If you see if you see your parents once a week, so let's pick a day. Let's pick a Sunday. You come over and put together their medication in in patient compliance containers and break it down how many times a day. Fill up their bottles and fill up their little containers so they know. This has to be taken Monday morning, Monday afternoon, Monday night, or Tuesday morning, Tuesday night. And if that's set up correctly, it makes it very easy for anyone to be able to take their medication. And if they forget, then the tablet is right there in the little container and they know that they forgot it. And then when the child comes back home, comes back to their parents' house at the end of the week, they can double check to make sure everything is taken correctly. Okay. Is there a way that, um, do you put some, can you put someone else's name on the records? Cause I know if you call in, you have a record of everybody, everybody who, who received their prescription, but if they're a senior, is there a way that you can put a, a second name that, so maybe they're not able to get their medicine or even speak or whatever they, the, the daughter or son or whatever can come in. Oh, well, they, they often do that. They often do, do that. They call me and they say, Hi, I'm so-and-so's, you know, child, and they have some concerns about their medication, or even just why, why do you think this is being prescribed when they can't get in touch with the doctor, or they just want a, a, a second perspective, or even just to find out how much is this going to cost? Mm. Because oftentimes seniors have, you know, limited funds, and the children wanted to help out or, or take care of it, because even with Medicare, some of these medications can be quite expensive. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's great to know that that they can actually just call in and, and ask a question. So it's good to to, to do that and um, try to keep track of their parents' oh, med yeah. medication. I have, I have patient, the patient's aides come in all the time. Oh, they'll okay. come in with the client. Oftentimes they'll come in and leave the client home and 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 do some shopping and, and come in for a, a prescription and, you know, Actually, something happened today. We had a patient aide come in and the, the prescription, they came in for a, a topical prescription and an oral prescription. And I knew the oral prescription wouldn't work because the tablets were very, very big. And I knew this patient is in her 90s, has trouble swallowing and mm. wasn't going to be able to take it. So I had that discussion with the aide and then they said that, that they would contact the children of this client and relay what I had said to them and okay. then come up with an alternative for, with the doctor. Okay. So that, so you, so you, you just, um, you're able to suggest things that you think that will align with, with them. Oh, all, all the time. All, all the, the time. time. Oh, okay. Well, I okay. try. Let's put it this way. <laughs> There's always that opportunity because when you know someone, you, you know, some alternatives. I had a, a case a couple of months ago where the patient had a lot of muscle pain, backache, and 
I, it was L45. I'm not particularly, I don't remember for sure, but they had some other issues that precluded them from taking NSAIDs, which are Advil, Motrin, or prescription anti-inflammatories. So mm-hmm. I had recommended to them, how about a topical NSAID, like Voltaren gel, which is mm-hmm. new as far as being over-the-counter. And they were very appreciative. They, I told them, double check with your physician just to make sure that everyone on the team is in the same on the same right. page. And the doctor said, great idea. Let's try it. And they were very happy. Oh, okay. Okay. Doctors are not um, offended by that, are they? No, they should. Well, they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. <laughs> they shouldn't be. We're all here. We're all here to help. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think doctors these days are, are very appreciative of input. They're, you know, the older time doctors could have been prima donnas back in the old days, but uh, things have changed so much that there's so much input from so many different places. If it's done in a, in a correct manner, I don't mm-hmm. see why they would be right. offended. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, um, is there anything that, um, that you could think of that is something that you could t- say to a caretaker or, or someone who's taking care of, um, their parents, um, with, with regard to, uh, medicines or anything like that, anything that you see often that maybe you can say, you know, give some advice to. I would say a couple of things. First, Everything needs to be documented. There should be mm-hmm. multiple lists of all the medications, all the times that they take, all the doctor's names that prescribe it. You can put it on an index card. We have my business cards on the back of them have a little uh, little spaces for five medications and how many times you take it. So mm-hmm. people can easily remember what they're supposed to be taking. So if there's more than what fits on the business card, just get an index card, mm-hmm. make several of them, give them to everyone that is concerned with the with the patient, the sister, the brother, you know, the aides. And as long as everyone knows what's the, what medication needs to be taken, how many times a day. It'll make things easier if there is a problem or, God forbid, they have to go to the hospital. And the first question they'll often ask is, well, what medication medication? is the patient on? And Mm -hmm. no one's going to bring all their bottles to the hospital. But as long (laughs) as you have that little card in your wallet, in your purse, it'll make it a lot easier. So let me ask you a question. Um, I had a friend that her uh, mom was in... uh, Puerto Rico and she did not know her medicine. She she didn't know anything about it. And she had to find a list of medicine and how she did it was uh, she had a receipt and that's how she knew the medicines. And she was just, she was lost because she, she didn't know what to do. So how would you handle that? If your parent or something was traveling, they were in another country, sure, what should they sure. prepare for? How should they right. prepare? For? Well, getting back to that list that we were discussing earlier about all the names of the medications, how many times you take it, and so on and so forth. What that list should also contain is the brand name of the medication. Let's call it, let's just take an easy one called Lipitor, which is for cholesterol. In addition to saying Lipitor, 20 milligrams once daily, there should also be the chemical name listed, 
which would be, in this case, a torvastatin. Because if you go to another country, whether certainly not Puerto Rico, because that's part of the United States, but if you're going to Europe, Australia, anywhere else in the world, they may have a version of a torvastatin, but it's not, it may not be called Lipitor. And if they went into a local pharmacy or a doctor in another country and asked for Lipitor, they may not know what they're talking about. But if they say, well, I'm taking a cholesterol medication named Atorvastatin, that would be easier. And then they'll easily or much easier to find a comparable version of that medication if they need a day, three days, a week supply until they get home to the to United States. So it's always important to have both the brand name and the chemical name listed just for such an emergency like that. Okay, well, that's, that's great. That's great to know that. Wow. Okay. Okay. Do you, um, do people have the medical alert bracelets and things like that? Do you see people still, do you know of anything like, is that helpful or do people still do that? Or is just everything is digital now? So. Yeah, it's pretty much everything's digital. I, I don't often get a call for that anymore. Oh, okay. I think that was way back before, yeah. you, before you had everything on your phone. On your phone, right. And yeah. it's important just to keep everything on your phone too. Mm-hmm. You know, keep a list because, you know, my, my, my aunt is 94 years old. She uses oh, a cell phone all the time. She texts all her grandkids and great-grandchildren. And, it's, and she knows how to put all her information on the phone if there was ever an emergency in a in a way that we could retrieve it. Oh, that's great. So um, are there any programs that you know about? Um, Because like you said, uh, some medications, even on Medicare is, is, is costly. So are there any programs that are many, maybe any new things or anything that people don't know about um, that may um, that are coming out or they don't know that it subsidizes their, their costs, anything like that? Well, the problem with that is with Medicare, you can't subsidize your copays with coupons that are often given out to the patient by the manufacturer of newer medications because the manufacturers know either the drug co- either the insurance companies won't pay for it or will make it a very high copay and they'll have coupons from the manufacturer to help augment the price of the uh, of the copay. But if you have Medicare, mm-hmm. by law, the pharmacists are not allowed to apply those coupons. Oh, okay. So you're kind of stuck. You're kind of stuck. But that's interesting to know because some people um, don't have Medicaid and they, they're not aware of all the coupons and things like that that could that oh, can bring oh, it down. Oh, for sure, for sure. So that, like any, any new drug, that comes out, if your doctor prescribes it, all you would need to do is type in the name of that drug.com and the manufacturer will have a website with all the information for patients, for professionals. And quite often there'll be a savings program header on, on the top somewhere. And uh-huh. clicking on that will often help the price of a, of a copay. If uh, me and you had a had a new drug that our insurance has a two hundred dollar copay, uh-huh. and a lot of times they'll bring it down to 
$50, $20, sometimes zero. And it can't hurt to ask. Right. Ask. That's that's important. Right. If you're not sure, just ask. The worst case we can say is, sorry, we don't have a coupon or it's not applicable in your case. But any good pharmacist in, and any independent store will do their best to try to help the patient. Okay. Okay. So you're saying that they can go online to the manufacturer or they can come into the pharmacy and ask the pharmacy if there's any coupon for this particular medication? Correct. Correct. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. See, that's some people just don't know that. So that that's great. That's great. Well, is there, um, in your experience, um, cause you've been around in that community for, for a long time, uh, in your, in your experience, is it, you know, right now with after COVID, um, what is happening is, is, is the pharmacy, and like the people that are working in um, mom and pop pharmacies or, or neighborhood pharmacies, what is what about the competition and the, of the big chains and things like that? Like what's happening now? Because I know that especially in the area that we were in, we are in and we are working, um, the stores are, are, you know, not having as much traffic and things are happening. And there you have the chains that are still that are still open and with the competition. So um, can you speak to that a little bit? Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, our, the stores, the pharmacies that are in residential neighborhoods are still doing good business or in in often cases they're thriving because people working from home are back Mm -hmm. home and they can just walk down the block to their neighborhood pharmacies. In, In my case, and in a lot of stores that have mostly commercial clients as their clientele, if they're working from home, we've lost 90% of, of our walk-in traffic. So mm-hmm. it becomes a challenge to, to stay afloat. Hopefully, you know, in our case, our landlords has helped us. And, and even the neighborhood has become a lot more aware of shopping local. So for the, the residential people in my neighborhood in lower Manhattan, they're trying their best to help us because they know we provide an essential service. So it, and we're getting through it now. So hopefully the worst is, is done and there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. Okay. Well, hang in there, hang in there. And I, I just, is there anything else that you would like to add? Uh, yeah. As, as far as, you know, change versus independence, you'll always see, there are, I mean, there are chain stores everywhere with CVS, Walgreens, and Dwayne Reed, but you'll always, almost always see an independent pharmacy a block or two away. And a good independent pharmacy will always be able to compete with the chain stores because we will be able to give, to provide a level of service that chain stores just can't match because they don't have the same pharmacist there all the time. The staff Uh, is different. You know, the, the owners of the independent stores will usually always be on the premises and they keep their staff sharp in line and mm -hmm. on top of everything. And it's, it's impossible for a chain to do that on a consistent basis. Okay. 
Well, that's great. That's great. So, well, I just want to thank you so much for coming on and giving us so much information. I'm sure it's helpful to um, our audience. There'll be someone that can use this. Uh, We're just trying to be able to um, give people information so they can be proactive in care for seniors, um, some people to prepare for becoming a senior and just being aware of certain things for them to do. Um, and, you know, just get the, the family more involved in, in senior care. So I oh, think so much. It's, it's a pleasure to do this. And if anyone ever has any questions, they can contact you and I, I'll see you all the time. And okay. I'm glad to give you my input to, to give it back to uh, your followers. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, thank you again. And we appreciate you here. And um, just I, I, I'm just so glad that um, I was able to contact you and you were able to come in because this is really, really very helpful. Very helpful. Thanks, Francine. OK. All right. Good night. OK. Good night. Wow. That was a great interview. So much information. Thank you, Al Salman. He's a pharmacist that just dropped so many gems today. You have to you know, listen to it again. If you miss something, just listen to it again. Um, did you know that you had to, or it's better if you would have your generic name or your chemical name for your medicine if you're traveling? It's easier for you to find that that medicine. Did you know that uh, you can just call different manufacturers of any new medicine and there's discounts? And if you, if you don't call or Google them, you can actually ask a pharmacist and he will have discounts or he will know what discounts are for those medicines. So these are great information. And also get your systems together, get your family involved, let let your family know what's going on with your medicines and things like that. And just check your parents and check their medicine, check the dates, check that they don't have an overabundance of of the same kind of medicine and things like that. And know that you can call a pharmacist just to ask him about the medicine. So thank you again for tuning in this evening. Until next Sunday, autumn is here. It's not far off. Autumn is here. Thank you very much. Good night.